precious name. We worship you this morning. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised, God. Praise your wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. If Bishop Chubby would make his way up here, he's going to teach this morning. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. We had a phenomenal youth retreat. We just got back. You know it's good when the young people are texting you saying their legs are sore. <laughs> God is good. There's a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. There were chains broken. Victory was won in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Cornelius Williams did an amazing job ministering to the young people. But I am so proud of the young people, how they worship, their response to the message. They're good. God's good. Amen. Amen. Brother Chuppy. Thank you, Jesus. I remember one year the youth came back from youth retreat and uh, they said they, that last service they ran, it was a Saturday, I think it was Saturday night, they ran for three hours after the service, they were just running and uh, worshiping and so I figured you know and I haven't been sleeping too well lately so I was up at three in the morning and um, I got a text from Shayla she's at youth retreat and she's kind of surprised when I answered her back she said you're still up and I said you're still up <laughs> and uh so I figured, you know, after three hours of running, now I don't know about you, but if I ran for three hours, I probably wouldn't be in church the next day. But they came to church. All of a sudden, they took off again. And they ran for a couple hours here in the service. And um, we need that youth. Brother Wendelin and I can't do that anymore. God's good. Uh, let's turn to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus 10 and 9, and we'll read 10 also. Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean and you can be seated this is one of those messages that I've preached through the years um, 
And the title of this is The Difference Made the Difference. The Difference Made the Difference. Now, when we talk about holiness, there's a, it actually talks about a separation. Well, that word difference means to be separate. So it talks about that ye may put difference between the holy and the unholy. We have to make people aware that there is a difference. Now, I've been wanting to do a couple lessons on holiness as far as modesty is concerned. Because when we dress modestly, we are putting a difference between holy and unholy. And there's something about, you know, the scripture talks about us being witnesses and that we can be witnesses without uh, conversation. In other words, the way we live, our lifestyle can be that witness. And so when we, when we live holy, that just increases and enhances our witness. People see this. I've had several experiences throughout the years where people just walk up to you and say, you're a Christian, aren't you? How do they know that? They see a difference. There's a difference when we live holy. And the word holy means a sacred place. It's a, um, there's a consecration there, there's dedication. And so, and it's an important subject. The word holy or the word holiness is found 655 times in the Bible. So it's mentioned. It's important to God. Be holy for I'm holy. That's his essence. That's who he is. And we want to be more like Jesus, so we should be working continually on that difference. Because the difference we put in our lives between holy and unholy is going to make a difference in people's lives. People that we affect, people that see us. If you're not living holy, um, you, you will just look like the rest of the world to people. But we need to be different. We need to live different. And this isn't even in my notes, but I'm going to touch on this real quickly. I'm, I'm not the pastor. I'm, they call me bishop now. It's kind of unusual for me to hear that and get used to it. But my responsibility is just overseeing the spiritual side aspect of the church. Make sure the pastor's in line. Um, 
I give him a bad time about that sometimes. Um, but I'm nervous about the direction I see the church going at times. There's a, oh, what would, how would I say this? Um, because, of, because of these, video has become almost a god to some of us. You know, it's, there's something about a screen that has movement on it. Um, you know, I'll be quite frank and open with you. You know, even after I came into the church, um, when God convicted me on television and uh, we got rid of our television, uh, I'd be walking in a department store and I'd be walking by the electronics department and I, I saw movement. I saw screens. It was hard to not look at them. Well, with, with us having one in our pocket at all times, it's really easy to watch them. And I'm afraid that we're, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm not with you guys. I don't, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but um, it's very easy to get lax with it right in your pocket. You know, I, I personally have to guard against it. Um, be aware that it's there and it's, uh, some of that stuff is not good. You know, even the government is uh, outlawing TikTok um, on government phones. You cannot get TikTok on government websites now or government computers or they've taken it off all of them. So it's, I mean, if the government's doing it, come on. <laughs> you know, the, the church ought to get, get what's going on. Um, so I'm just, I'm concerned that we are possibly, because I don't know for sure, but I'm just, it's a hunch maybe, or maybe it's a Holy Ghost, that we are getting lax with our phones. And so, let's be careful. Let's be careful. Let's stay in prayer. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. So, you know, if we stay in prayer and we stay full of the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost speaks to us, we can hear it. And not just brush it off as maybe a thought or whatever the case might be. Um, talking about um, the tabernacle for a minute, um, in the tabernacle there's a constant reminder that there's a difference. There's a difference, there was a difference between Israel and the other nations of the world. They lived differently, they ate differently, they dressed differently. So we have to make sure that there's a difference between the clean and the unclean. Um, we need to make sure there's a difference between the holy and the profane. 
And this was something that they, they had ingrained in them from the beginning is little children, they're taught there's a difference. There's a difference. You know, and it's not, you know, if you read books on, like sometimes when you read books on Bible stories and such, I mean, like Brother Booker's um, book, a line, what's the title of that exactly? Anybody know the one about the difference? The difference a line makes. Even in his book, when they're writing, like about David, he puts in a lot of his imagination into the book. So, even with oneness writers, holiness people writing those types of books, we have to be careful when we read it. Because the accounts won't match up exactly to Scripture. We need to know what's in Scripture. In fact, I, I like, if I'm, if I'm going to read the book on David that he wrote, I like to read it out of here first. So then I know when I'm reading it, oh, he added this. You know, and I'm not, I'm not against that. It makes a story interesting. And some of his suppositions could be the way it was. I don't know. But we, we have to have um, that difference in our lives. Um, this is holiness. It's, Jehovah expects a holy people to live within those boundaries. I don't know about you, but um, this is a good way to live. Yeah, this is a good way to live. We don't, you know, it's probably been go close to, yeah, close to 50 years since I had a hangover. It's kind of nice waking up every day and feeling good. Not wanting to just lay there and sleep the whole day because you got a headache and a stomach ache. It's a good way to live. It's a good way to bring our children up. There's a lot less, I know, uh, you know, I pastored, so I, I've done counseling, marriage counseling. Um, I was counseling uh, Brother Junior and his wife before service. They're, uh, they're just too close during church. <laughs> he, they kissed. <laughs> Man. Then I said, well, we need good examples here. Good godly examples. Good holiness. Um, Philip Henry, and I'll explain who Philip Henry is, but he wrote this, Holiness in us is the copy or the transcript of the holiness that is in Christ. As the wax has line for line and from the seal 
and the child feature for feature from his father, so is holiness in us from him. So you've seen, this is kind of amazing to me, you know, you, you'll see a dad and a son, and I, you know, I can, I think of Chandler right now, he's, he's so much like Shane, just a trouble kid. Where's pastor at? Open that door so he can hear me now. Um, what's so amazing, though, is, is when I see, I've read stories where, this, this was an instance, I think, in the Vietnam War where um, a wife got pregnant, her husband went off to war, didn't return. But later on, after the son was born and through the years, it was so amazing to people how much like his father he was. Even the mannerisms. His dad was never, he didn't learn that from watching his dad. He just got that. And so when, when we uh, live for God the way we should be, that holiness should be a part of us. That spirit is in us. It's no longer an external force. It's a coming from in us. The Holy Ghost is guiding us and leading us. So Philip Henry um, had a really famous son. You Bible scholars will know him as Matthew, Matthew Henry. He wrote the, the commentaries that we use to study scripture. Um, he was a Presbyterian minister, um, but his, his father, Henry, or Philip, was also a pastor. And uh, I really like that quote that, he, that I just read, you know, holiness in us is the copy or the transcript of the holiness that's in Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 13 and 14, it says, Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Now, he's talking about the tabernacle that's sitting out here. He's talking about us. Knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ Christ has showed me. So, of course, the tabernacle, if you want to look into the meaning of that, means temple, or, and it says specifically as God's residence. So we are a temple of the Holy Ghost. It's God's residence. That's where God lives, is in us. Now, holiness... There's a lot of scripture, as I said, 655 verses, but Hebrews 12, 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, I want you to take a good look at this scripture because to me it has a twofold meaning. First of all, if we don't have holiness, we won't see the Lord. But if we don't have holiness, our neighbor's not going to see the Lord either in us. 
talked about being a witness. Follow peace with all men and holiness, or even holiness. We need that. You need, you need holiness because we won't see the Lord if we don't live holy. Is there a difference in your life? Is, is your life different enough for people to see it? Do you treat people right? You know, part of holiness is how we treat people. I, I've watched Holy Ghost-filled people. Of course, I'm not sure if they got the Holy Ghost when they're doing it, but they're just chewing someone out or giving them a rough time. I remember one time I, I always tried to teach my girls to to respect people and and uh, we were in a restaurant it was actually a Cracker Barrel and we had a waitress that was not doing a very good job I mean it was the food wasn't coming right it came sporadically and it was just um, forgetting stuff all that kind of stuff and one of the girls started to complain, and I don't remember who it was. Probably Michaela. No. I'm just teasing. Um, and I looked at the girls, and I said, girls, we don't know this, but this could be her first day. And so, from, so we treated her really nice. Gave her a nice tip. She came up to us after we were done eating. And she said, I just want to thank you for treating me so kindly. She said, this is my first day on the job. How do we treat people? How are we in public? I remember one time I went to, uh, this is when Montgomery Wards was still open and I bought a battery for my car. And I went up to pay for it and it just had a big NC written on it, no charge. I kind of looked at it and of course I had worked there and I would worked in automotive so I, I, I knew what it meant and I, they, they, charged or they weren't charging me because it just said check battery and I said no this isn't right I said I I got a new battery in there so they went out in the shop and found out yeah there's a new battery in there a couple weeks later I'm back at back in there again for something else and uh, I can't remember what it was but the clerk the salesperson Something reminded them of me, and they said, oh, you're that honest guy. We need to live this way. You know, we don't, if, we, if, they, if the uh, waitress gives us an extra $10 back in change, we don't say, oh, this is a blessing of the Lord, and stick it in our pocket. <laughs> we give it back. We're, we're honest. We're kind. 
you know, these are some of my experiences, but I, I don't think I even have one right now, not in this billfold. I always, I probably shouldn't say this because people are going to be trying to steal my wallet. I usually try to keep a $100 bill in my wallet just for emergencies, whatever. Well, a lot of times I give it away. In fact, we were coming to church last Sunday, was it? Anyway, we're coming down 4th Street, and it's like 40 below wind chill. There's a guy standing outside with a sign, needs help. And so we pulled over, and my wife says, you got a 20 or something? We can give him something. I gave him my $100 bill. Just being kind. God's blessed me. Hopefully he'll use it for a good, a good uh, purpose. But I guess that's his responsibility. I felt like I did what God wanted me to do. But those kind of things, people are going to remember you. When you're kind to them, you might not even have that, but you maybe give them some food or whatever. Um, you'll be remembered. God will remember you. <laughs> the important one will remember you. Um, Romans 6.22, But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. See how he's tying holiness to this? Holiness, everlasting life. There's a good payoff for living holy. Forgive me, I've had, I got that RSV and I um, had it for a month now and my nose just runs all the time. So, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We need to work at perfecting holiness. Looking at ourselves and judging ourselves. Ephesians 4 and 24, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness, and true holiness. See that? Created in righteousness and true holiness. First Thessalonians 4, 7. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He's called us to holiness. 
living differently, having a difference. Leviticus 20 and 7. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Holiness. You know, we sometimes we can look at holiness, um, be a little bit afraid to hear teaching on it. Because if we hear something, we might have to change. And we don't like change. I think it's just kind of human nature to want to live in a rut. But he said, you need to perfect holiness. You need to be working on it in your life. 1 Peter 1 and 13 through 16, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. There's that word conversation. That's talking about lifestyle. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. We know that we're supposed to be like Jesus. Well, here he's telling us again. Be like me. I'm holy, so you need to be holy. Gird up the loins of your mind. You know, that's, that's the devil's playground is our mind. And I don't know about you, but I, I was just talking to pastor this past week, and there's been spiritual warfare going on. Uh, he had told me that he woke up in the middle of the night here a while back. I don't know how long ago it was, a week or whatever. He saw something in his bedroom. And he mentioned it to Michaela, and she, she hadn't seen it. But when they woke up in the morning, they were talking about it. And she said, all night long, she was having demonic dreams. We're in a battle. I've been attacked with thoughts that scare me. And it is so easy to get caught up in that. This week I had, I wasn't feeling good. I was just feeling really beat up. And suicide entered my mind. Yeah. It happened to me. You wouldn't think that would be possible, but it did. And I thought about it for a while, and I thought, boy, that'd be an easy way just to end it. No more pain in this body. But eternal pain would be pretty tough. 
The little bit of suffering that we go through on this earth is nothing compared to eternity suffering. But I'm telling you, as I thought about suicide, it was scary. He, the devil, so good at it. Giving you thoughts that make it sound like that would be the thing to do. He's so sly. And it was, it just slipped in there. Finally, I started praying and I started worshiping and I rebuked that spirit. But for someone that's not staying prayed up, not full of the Holy Ghost, those thoughts are so real. And when you're not spiritually sensitive, you will sometimes begin to think that they're your thoughts. They'll think that you'll think that's you. When it's the devil putting these thoughts in your mind. We need to be careful. We need to have a difference. I'm I listen to audiobooks, and I'm listening to one right now by uh, Joel Rosenberg. He's a Jewish man, and, and uh, in that book, you kind of sense that Jewish people would sometimes, people would feel like they were... Um, judging you because of the way they live. Just their holiness standards that they have. So we will experience this also. We will sometimes have people feel like we're judging them, and we're not. It's the furthest thing from our mind. But our lifestyle's judging them. Our lifestyle's making them feel that way. You know, he's they're dressed modestly and they don't drink or smoke or party and they just think they're so good. You know? I don't know about you, but I'm my worst critic. I can kill myself over criticism. Coming from me. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives in us. That's why, I mean, we need to soften up to the Holy Ghost. God's been dealing with me about passion. Um, that I need to have, need to regain the passion that I once had for him. Remember what it was like when you first come to the Lord? 
you were excited, you were talking about God, you were witnessing. We need that passion all the time. That passion will keep you, keep you going, keep you witnessing, keep you living right. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. We're a temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh, pastor's going to get serious now. I'm just hot. I don't know if you remember this, but Brother Walters used to teach quite a bit on holiness. And he said that he spent 200 hours studying holiness. This was his definition. Who remembers his definition of holiness? Anybody remember that? Oh, come on. Brother Slate. Yeah. Holiness is conforming to the will and to the nature of God. If we heard that once, we heard it a hundred times. That's why we remember it. He was always talking about that. Here again, holiness means uh, belonging to or associated with a divine power, sacred. It's, I mean, I got a long list of definition for it. We need to be holy. What are some forms of separation or holiness? Well, first of all, the name of Jesus separates us from many religions. His name. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What else separates? Oneness, belief, separates us from a lot of religions. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. What's another way that a form of separation? Our dress the way we dress. A woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. It's, it's rampant these days. These... Uh, I forget what they call it. Where they, these men dress like women. I mean, you, you honestly, some of them you can't tell. In fact, we were at conference one year, 
and we were at, uh, it was in Milwaukee, and so there's a lot of skywalks in Milwaukee connecting buildings, and you can go a long ways in these skywalks. And um, I was with some of the young people at the time, and a couple of us went to the restroom. And we walked in the restroom, and here's, on the left here was the urinals, and there was someone standing there in a miniskirt. You know, coming from Bismarck, what's that? We're kind of insulated from the rest of the world here sometimes. And uh, I said to the young person, did you see that? No, they missed it. And uh, we walked out, and right as you're walking out of that restroom area, there were some tables there, and this guy was sitting right there, and I said, I said, that's the guy that was in the restroom. No. They couldn't tell. We just live in that kind of world now. You got to be careful, but the way we dress separates. People see that difference. Our hair is another way. Women have long hair, men have short hair. We're not going to get into that Bible study right now, but we could. Um, and there are other ways that we have separation from the world. Our outward lifestyle and our dress sends out a message. It either glorifies God or defames him. Modesty is one of the ways that God's grace appears to all men. Scripture says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Modestly, silently teaches unsaved people and newborn Christians to deny these things. People see it in us. It teaches them silently. So let's stand. Concerning modesty and the outward appearance, here's some questions you can ask yourself. Are any of my clothes a hindrance to God's purpose of drawing all men unto himself? Do I dress in a way that helps other people learn to live the Christian life and helps them to live more godly? Do I generally desire for unsaved people to see a difference in me? You know, you hear this, this uh, phrase, 
dressed to kill. Women will dress to kill, to get your attention, but it's totally for the wrong reason. Am I concerned enough about lost souls to change my clothes, my, my wardrobe? Does what I wear match what I say? I even tried to live where my children, you know, we tried to have them dress modestly all the time. When I worked at the hospital, when Michaela was born, they wanted to use her in their advertising, take pictures of her. But they wanted to take a picture of her laying on her stomach with no clothes on. I said, no way. I don't want her looking back on that picture 20 years later and thinking, well, Dad, let me do it then. I wouldn't let the girls wear pants. What are we teaching our children? Well, Sister Vivian, we were having a discussion before service about the message. So God's good to us. Let's learn to put a difference in our lives so people can see who we belong to and who we live for. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for holiness. Lord, I pray that you'd give us direction and guidance in this area. Help us to change. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Praise God. Praise God. We'll come back in about 10 minutes for our worship service.